Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. It is the hobby freaking hustle. Turn it up. Yes, it is. I am so pumped. The NFL is back in action. There was a game last night, if you're listening to this, on Friday. I don't know what happens because I'm recording it later. Hopefully, it was fun and exciting. I'm sure it was. Two young gun quarterbacks pumped for the season. Hopefully, you're all in the trenches, buying up sports cards, you know, alongside making your fantasy moves. That's what this is all about. I am pumped to bring back Scott from Starstock to the Hobby Hustle. He was one of the first dudes I was talking about. Skill positions, the impact, and boy, we're seeing it more than ever in the sport card market. Hopefully, you enjoy this conversation. There is a lot to unpack here. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to the Hobby Hustle. It's a reoccurring theme here of bringing reoccurring guests back. So I have Scott Greenberg, who is the CEO and co-founder of Starstock. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great. Awesome to be back on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, and it was, a re- it was really easy to ask you back because I was thinking about our history and conversations. And I think you and I, several months ago, started interacting via social, had some calls, started to get to know each other. I started to learn about what you were doing at Starstock. The point that I think I remember most is that you and I started to talk about football like well before all of the craziness that's happening now was going on. And you, I think it was Twitter, you presented a question about like, why is it all just to be about quarterbacks? And I responded back and we got into a little, um, back and forth. And then I think we picked that up on a phone call and, you know, we, beca- we, we both came to the conclusion that it doesn't need to be about quarterbacks because the market is expanding. There's so many new people coming into the hobby and what makes us all happy on Sundays are cheering for the guys on our fantasy team, um, that are dancing in the end zone every week. And so the mindset is why can't we apply that to um, sports cards. And now it's, we talked about it like in June and now it is happening. Like, like I could not like even like crazy. <laughs> yeah. So like, what, what are your thoughts just based on, cause I think that's part of the reason in the, the origin story of starting Starstock, right? Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, God, I wish I could go back and buy some more Odell Beckham's for one or $2 a pop on. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, really one of our thesis at, at Starstock was that sports cards were becoming more popular and that it was just a matter of time before the DFS and the fantasy football market like really leaks into there. And I think, you know, that's definitely what we're seeing right now. Um, and so it's been, it's been really exciting to see over the past, you know, several weeks or so, a couple months. Um, but the past 10 days, 14 days have really, really picked up steam. We're seeing it on our site. Um, we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes moving over from basketball to football. And no surprise. I mean, it's perfect sport for trading cards and investing in cards. Um, and so we are, we're excited for Sundays. Um, you know, we, we really built Starstock 
with sitting on a couch on Sunday in mind. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who might not have put football cards together with sitting on the couch and eating their nachos and chicken wings and watching Red Zone on Sundays, now like everybody is visualizing that. And I have just seen so much excitement, not only like in the hobby, but excitement in like my fantasy circles of people that are asking me saying, hey, I know you talk about cards. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And I think like from a hobby perspective, like all it really takes is like one person in each of those fantasy leagues who is using platforms like StarStock on a weekly basis to trade players, make additional revenue and share that story inside those leagues. And then all of those people then in turn are going to say, why am I not doing that? Are you anticipating like growth during the season because of situations like that? Oh, totally. Um, one of the first, so I had a draft with my, with my friends on Saturday night. One of the first things I did after the draft was went on to Starstock and bought all the players that I drafted. Why not? Right. If you believe in them, if you were willing to draft them in fantasy football, then you should be buying their cards too. And so we've been getting, it's been really exciting. We've been getting a good amount of emails to our support and, and DMs on Instagram and Twitter with, the, with similar stories of people basically just drafting their, their fantasy team and then just going down the list and, and buying up all their Prism or Optic cards. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Uh, there, both games are very similar. At the end of the day, you're drafting or you're buying players that you think are undervalued or you think are going to perform well this year. Absolutely. And I think there's the other side of that too, where it's like, I have my draft on Monday, my brother's in it. He's a, he's in the hobby. There's a lot of people with interest in the hobby. And like, I am like scared beyond belief to not be able to get the guys that I have been buying ahead of time. So it's like, I'm trying to prepare for people jumping in front of me and grabbing, you know, guys like Terry McLaurin, who I've been buying yep. up in droves and having to make side deals just because I need him on my team because I have all of these cards. Yeah. Well, you're, it's funny. You're at a little disadvantage because you're making all of your, your card picks public and you're talking about them on your podcast. So if I was in your league, I'd be buying Terry or be drafting Terry McLaurin and, and using him as bait. But yeah, I, you know, I would just be crushing myself if I took someone in the 10th round on my fantasy team and they broke out, but I didn't buy their cards. Make no sense. And so. My whole entire team, I bought at least two or three cards up. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to absolutely going to be doing the same thing. And I think like that's the fun part about what you're building and what you've built at Starstock because it makes it super easy to do that. So I'm curious just on like the transaction side you said, and it, I think it's everybody feels this in the hobby, basketball, just during COVID in anticipation of the bubble, then the beginning of the bubble just was like taken off like a wild fire it I mean like people were buying up guys like Cam Johnson that like had just breakout performances Gary Trent Jr. Michael Porter Jr. I mean like the list goes on but now it seems that as the market or as the teams have exited and, and the teams start to kind of um, the teams are less that there's only so few players which makes so few prospects so it seems like basketball people are I don't know if losing interest is the right word, but people are now beginning to focus in other areas like football. How, like, can you talk maybe about just like that from like a, a star stock perspective on like what you're observing and seeing from people transitioning from basketball to football? Is it like a, a large volume? Is it marginal? What, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, it's super interesting. I'm, I'm seeing so many tweets. Yeah, I'm in a bunch of group chats as well. People are concerned about the dropping prices of basketball players. The way I see it, it's like very, very normal. There's totally going to be some seasonality to this, right? And so it becomes a lot less interesting when you're in the playoffs and there's only, you know, we're getting close to what, eight teams now we'll, we'll be at in, in a couple of days. Um, and so that's completely normal, especially when most of the younger talent um, is, is already out of the playoffs. No more Zion, no more Ja, no RJ Barrett, no Kobe White, you know, no more Shea Gillis Alexander anymore. If the Nuggets play how, like they did last night, they'll be, they'll be done pretty soon yeah. too. We won't have Michael Porter Jr. And so I think that's super normal. There's going to be some seasonality. The basketball prices are going to dip. You know, what, what is going to be exciting about this year is the offseason super short. So November is going to roll around. And we're going to be talking about how basketball is coming back in a month or a month and a half. And I think the prices will, you know, rebound a little bit. But I just think it's pretty clear that people are moving their interest over to football. You know, we're seeing it on our site. We're seeing, uh, you know, basketball players that had multiple transactions every single day on their card, you know, go into, you know, just a, a few transactions a, a week for some of those cards. Um, and then on the flip side, we're seeing football players that had very little activity, you know, in the past uh, two, three months, starting to pick up and, and go crazy. And so I think there's definitely a lot of seasonality in sports cards. And we're definitely seeing that um, on Starstock. Can you talk about just with football, maybe the, the validation or not of just the interest in the skill position receiver? How do you compare that to what you're seeing with like the typical transaction rate of quarterbacks? Is it how far behind is it lagging? Is it not lagging? Like, what can you talk about there? Yeah, you know, I'd say um, aside from maybe four or five quarterbacks, our highest transacted players are the wide receivers and the running backs. So once you get past Tyler, you know, Daniel Jones, uh, Josh Allen, uh, you know, Sam Darnold and, and some of those guys, you know, we're, we're seeing the, the highest transaction volume on wide receivers, running backs, uh, you know, people like that. We sold ton of Raquel uh, Armstead the other day after Leonard Fournette went down. Then Leonard Fournette uh, didn't go down, rather got cut. Then he got signed by the Bucks. We started selling tons of Fournette. And so I think that QBs will always run the market in terms of pricing. But at the same time, I think our transact we're going to have way more transactions for running backs and wide receivers. So there's way more turnover there as well. That's another aspect. You know, usually the quarterback on your team stays the same if they're injured. You know, you hope that, you know, they can stay in their starting position. But the running backs and the wide receivers are constantly flip-flopping. Um, and so you, we're going to see tons of people that get injured and, and tank. As we see every single year in football, there's always a handful of running backs and wide receivers that nobody knew going into the season that, you know, break out and become unbelievable players. Yeah. I think that's the fun part about football. It's always the guys in the 10th round or the, the guys that aren't drafted or the guys that are on your fantasy team waiver wire who just like Marquise Brown last year, no, like no one in my league drafted mm -hmm. him in week one. He had two touchdowns. Or AJ Brown. Or AJ Brown who finished yeah. uh, top 10 amongst fantasy receivers. So it's like there are Crazy. those hidden gems. There's, there's those hidden gems and those guys that are going to get opportunity. And I think that makes – just sports cards, uh, the just research and buying and selling, um, super fascinating. What what are you seeing on like the uh, the sales side, like from a like new cards in? Like, are are you are there a lot of people now 
bringing in new cards to star stock football cards because they're anticipating this wave? Yeah, I'd say the last two to three weeks, we're probably getting two times as many football cards sent in um, to before. And so I think what we're also seeing is a ton of people that sent in their basketball cards, you know, a month or a month and a half ago are now getting their football submissions in. And so it's been really exciting to see. The other thing is we've been getting way, way more graded cards sent sent into us. So I think we had over 600 sent in last week, and I think we'll be somewhere around there this week as well. Um, And so we're really starting to build more liquidity on the graded side of things. And so that's been really exciting to see as well. Really good. That's awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. And just too, just on just the star stock side, it's, I think, you know, we all in the hobby, we want options in place, different places to go and transact. And it seems like I know through a lot of um, hard work on your, your side and your team side, it seems like just in a short period of time, star stock has kind of positioned itself right alongside, you know, places like ComC, eBay, you know, places, marketplaces, people go. So I think that's a testament to just like the way you are positioning your company and what you're trying to do. So I think inevitably in any hobby circle I'm in, people are talking about it, have tried it, are actively using it. So I think that's super, um, just a credit to what you, you all are doing. And I'm, are you, I'm curious, are you still seeing like new, new blood in there on a regular basis? basis new people signing up to try Starstock? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've seen really, really great growth, you know, since launch and even more so the past month or so. We're seeing tons of people coming in from fantasy sports that weren't big basketball guys, but now that football season's around the corner, they're really getting into it. So yeah, signups are are looking really healthy right now. We're getting about, you know, three to five thousand cards sent to us each day, which has been, you know, pretty solid. We're we're really excited about that. And on our end right now, we're just focused on getting the cards onto the site as fast as possible. So we are now um, processing basically every submission in one to two weeks, and the graded cards get processed within 48 hours, um, and they're on two separate processing lines. And so, yeah, we're, we're getting tons of new sellers onto the site, and it's been, been really exciting. That's awesome to hear. Okay. Now let's maybe talk. Okay, so I want to jump in and talk about just like the kind of the fantasy cards guys you like just chop that up a little bit but i think like for most people too it's like before we get to that level of fantasy importance and sports cards and guys we're buying i think ultimately it's always no matter what going to be about our teams that we support most first and foremost so i know you're a, a big giants fan so what's your season outlook on the new york football giants going into this year so I'm a big Joe Judge guy. I think he's going to be a, a good coach for us. And so I'm bullish going into the season. But I'm, I'm one of those fans that always kind of feels good going into the year. And the Giants are tricky, man. Like, you'll feel really good. I, those last two, three years for, for Eli, I thought we were going to be good each, each season. I was, we have Odell Beckham. We have Saquon Barkley. Our defense is okay. And we just sucked. And so I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen this year. Um, but I think our offense looks really, really good. I'm a believer in Daniel Jones. I think Saquon, if he stays healthy, will be the best running back in the NFL this year. And so if our defense, you know, shows up, not the best looking defense on paper, but who knows? That's, that's the beauty with football, right? Is as much as you think you might know what you're talking about as a fan, it's so much harder to predict in a sport like football. There's so many more players, whereas in basketball, you can almost choose the playoffs before the season starts. 
there's very, you know, very rarely does a team really, really, really surprise you. Football happens all the time. So we'll see. Uh, I really don't know, but I'm excited. I can't wait. You got to talk about, now you got to talk about, I know someone you're a fan of. And when, you know, it's funny when I observe almost the, I observe the conversation from everyone about every team and players. And the guy that I think has gotten more just hobby attention going into this season than like a Saquon Barkley has been uh, Darius Slayton. So like, tell me about, it seems like there's just like this cult following behind this guy. So, so tell me about why people are, are buying into him, why, why maybe his card prices are going up. I know you, I think, have a nice little collection going on. Talk about him. Yeah, so it's actually my partner, Nigel. It's his collection. Um, he's got a, a great Darius Slayton uh, collection. I think he's only a, you know, a handful of parallels away from uh, completing the rainbow. Um, and so that was a goal of his. I think he set out you know, a few months ago. He's getting closer. I think Slayton's a really good player. I, I think uh, he's one of the guys that I'm most excited to watch this year, see if he really takes that extra step. He could be, you know, a top 10, top 15 receiver in the NFL potentially, or, or maybe it was just, uh, you know, a, a good rookie run that he had on. But he's fast. He's got size. He's a good route runner. So I, I think the sky's the limit for him. But just overall, the Giants wide receivers are pretty interesting. You know, the way I look at it is we have, four number two wide receivers. I think all our three wide receivers and Evan Engram, who's a tight end, he's basically a wide receiver. I think all four of those guys are legitimate wide receiver twos on most NFL teams. I don't think we have a wide receiver one, but I think we have just like a very, very deep, solid wide receiver core. And so part of the reason why I'm bullish on our offense this year, if Slayton you know, can take a step up from next year, then he's going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL and he could be really dangerous. I think that's why people are investing in him because he had such a, you know, a breakout rookie year and he had really good, um, you know, continuity um, with Daniel Jones. Um, And so I think that, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. um, There's just been a lot of buzz on him um, in the hobby community. So definitely wanted your take. And I think maybe something we can talk about is just, you know, if you're thinking about like, DFS, right? And you're thinking about picking your teams on a weekly basis. So much of it, like the player prices and who you want to put in your lineup is so matchup driven, right? So like, you know, for instance, last year, if you, you know, if the Patriots were playing up against, you know, let's just say Atlanta, even though you loved Julio Jones, you might not want to pick him up just because the Patriots had one of the best pass defenses of all time. So I think like, from your perspective, how does that piece of it, you, do you think, translate over into what you're doing at Starstock and the hobby? Do you think people are going to be mindful of that? Or do you think it's going to, like, how do you, what do you, what do you anticipate from, like, the short-term week-to-week and, like, the season long? I'm, I'm so excited to see the data. Like, I can't wait. I think we're going to see a lot of that on our site. I think we're the best positioned market for that, you know, given our model. And yeah, like, I think that what we already see, you know, or what we saw with basketball, we have users that are playing the long game and we have users that are playing the short game. And we have some people that are, you know, a combination of both. I like to do both. Um, And so I'm definitely going to be in fantasy. They call them streamers, right? When you pick them up for a week and then you drop them. And so I'm definitely going to be streaming on Starstock. I'm going to be looking at the matchups and that's like, you know, that's the day trading aspect. That's going to be the most fun 
and also potentially the biggest opportunity, right? You can pick up a player that, that goes off, basically pick up any player playing against the Jets. Um, they go off and then you sell them and, and uh, you take that money and go buy someone else, whoever's playing the Jets the next week. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, throwing shade at the other team. Um, but yeah, I look at like, that's how my mind is. I do both. I think that's the way I'm anticipating this season. I look at like week one, right? Cause as you know, this goes live, we will have already had a game to watch, which is absolutely crazy. Yep. The chiefs will have played the Texans in a just battle of great young quarterbacks. I think everybody that's a, what a, what a way to open it. But should, then we, I pick think our, should we pick our scores and see how they, uh, yes, how they go, turn out? Y- yes. The guest always goes first though. <laughs> okay. We're going with the DeAndre Hopkins list, Houston. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go 45-27, Chiefs. So hot. So a lot of a uh, lot of dancing in the end zone there. Um, yep. I do not like the defense in that game at all. I will go. I'm going to go 31 to 17. 31 17, Chiefs. Hard to bet against Pat Mahomes without DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Right. Um, yeah, but then, but then, Completely you know, I, cut you off though. Yeah. Yeah. I, but then like, I think about like, okay, so like giants, right there, I think are there Monday night football against the Steelers, I think is, is the game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think about that game and then it's like, you know, if you want to, if you're going to be a student and try to, you know, hit on certain weeks, like that, you know, Steelers have uh, Joe Hayden, who I think is one of the toughest corners, underappreciated corners, and he's probably going to be covering Darius Slayton. So that's a, that's a nice matchup. So it'll be interesting to see, like, who wins that battle and, like, do people not buy Darius Slayton this week because they're so high on Joe Hayden? It, I'm just very fascinated to see, like, the intelligence and how deep people go when they're buying sports cards on a week-to-week basis. I think, you know, all, all that I see out there on the type of people that are, that are in this hobby, like these are analytical, you know, people that love doing research. You're, you know, you're kind of the, the poster boy at that. Like you're nonstop uh, watching film, doing research and buying cars. And so I think football is the best sport that there is for, for that, you know, type of sports car investor. And so, yeah, I, I think we'll see that. We, we definitely want to, integrate some cool things into the site to make it a little bit easier for people to, you know, identify those opportunities. And so hopefully as the football season progresses, we'll, we'll have some, some new tools inside for people to use. Ooh, I, I like what I'm hearing there. That's definitely piqued my interest. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the SIFC. So why don't, why don't you uh, let everyone know who might not know what that is? Yeah. So it's the Starstock Invitational Football Championship. So basically, we have 12 contestants. So we've selected 10 of the best minds in fantasy football and sports cards. And we are actually raffling off two wild cards um, to, to people on, on both Instagram and Twitter. And so you can uh, retweet uh, our tweet um, announcing the SIFC on Twitter, or you can share it to your story on Instagram for a chance to be selected. Um, but basically, every, concept, every contestant gets $500 in their account, and it is a season-long investment uh, competition. And the person with the most money in their account at the end of the regular season wins first place. And the prize this year is a Patrick Mahomes PSA 10 Silver Prism card. 
think it's valued around $7,000 right now. And so it's going to be a blast. All contestants have to completely liquidate their portfolio by the end of the season. And, you know, we're going to have a blog. Um, We're going to be going live and and doing like podcasts and interviews with the contestants. Um, You know, we'll be posting about it on our social so you can follow along. It's going to be really great. Uh, I'm excited. And obviously, I think we announced you as in the first batch of tweets uh, yesterday. So we're super hyped to have you on board. Yeah, I, I, uh, when we spoke about it, I said, this is a no-brainer. This is, I'm a Starstock fan, and I am a fan of doing the work and deep in the trenches. So this is just going to be a, an extension of what I'm currently doing. So all I can say to the competition out there is you better be ready because I'm coming for that Mahomes. I have been dying that I don't have Patrick Mahomes cards and that is the card to get, and I just can't get myself up the ladder to purchase it at that price. So I will be up all night studying, buying, doing whatever I can to get that card at the end of the, this season. I know you're a, a deep thinker, and I asked you about a week or maybe two weeks ago to participate. So I know you've been thinking about it a little bit. So where's your head at? And, this, and so this is airing after the football season starts, so you can actually go into some detail on, on some of the players you might buy before the season starts. Yeah. So I think like for one, like one of the guys that I've been talking about a lot in this is non-receiver, but to me, like I love a Devin Singletary right now. I love a Devin Singletary because one, like Buffalo's identity is run first, even Josh Allen, they've got Stefan Diggs and he's going to have a nice weapon there. But like Josh Allen likes to get his wheels spinning. They were fourth in rushing last year. They brought in Zach Moss as a running back. I don't buy into the narrative of just because a team, Colts are in this position, just because a a team brings in a rookie running back that uh, this guy lost his job. Like Devin Singletary ran for five yards a carry last year on the fourth leading running team in the NFL um, as a non-feature back. Like I love this kid. Like he's got so much heart. He's got so much passion for the game if you listen to his interviews. I haven't looked at him recently, but last time I I bought him up, I bought some of his prism stuff up and it was like, I was buying him for like six bucks a pop. And I was like, this is nuts. So I love, I love him from a value add because it seems like he's getting overlooked a bit. So from a running back perspective, he is a nice buy low for me because I think he has the potential to be a top 10 running back going at once the season ends. Uh, Yeah, I I fully agree with you. So I I just checked his prices while you're talking. His Prism Starstock A last sold for about $10 and his Optic uh, Starstock A for $5. So you can get them pretty, you know, pretty affordable right now. Could easily be double that, you know, after a few good games. I think, I, I, you know, the biggest reason why I love uh, taking a, a Bills running back is Josh Allen, you know, is a little worrisome sometimes and uh, can get a little bit out of control. And so the best way to combat that is just to hand the ball to your running back. Right. Um, and so I like uh, I'm super bullish on him and Moss as well. I know a lot of people are really excited about Moss. He might be some like, you know, do, do you think it's a good strategy for some of these? Like, you know, we're going to use fantasy football terms again, but like handcuffs. Right. So Zach Moss is a handcuff. Is it a good sports card strategy to just go out and buy all these handcuffs? You know, you probably get them at, at pennies or a dollars. I, I, I do, but the problem I have with like the Zach Moss situation is the same problem I have in Indianapolis with the Colt situation is that like a Zach Moss and a Jonathan Taylor are going to be 
overvalued before they even step on the football for the nature of their rookies. They've got new products coming out. People are going to always be hunting rookies. It's just the nature of the hobby. So that's what scares me a little bit. I will say on the flip side, I'm waiting for the right products to drop to actively buy Jonathan Taylor just because of there's that, that connection. And I think he has the ability to be like one of the best running backs in the NFL, just based on everything I've seen. But I, I, to answer your question, yes, I think it's based on the circumstance though. Like in a situation in, um, in Dallas, like if you own Zeke Elliott and you're not buying Tony Pollard right now, like you're, that's a problem. Cause you can buy his prism cards for like $5 a pop. Like you should buy like mm-hmm. 25 of those just in case Zeke gets hurt or they put Pollard in along the goal line. So I think the strategy is sound. It's just based on the circumstance. Yeah. It, it's interesting because, so I agree with you, you know, the, the rookies are obviously going to get more attention, more cards bought, but like you can make an argument for the Tony Pollard case, right? Where like, we've already watched him step in. He's good. He's definitely a good player. He's not going to be Zeke probably ever in his career. And you just, you don't know for, for Jonathan Taylor and you don't know for Zach Moss yet. Like they, they could, to- they could be the next best running back in the NFL. Whereas for Tony Pollard, chances are pretty slim at this point. Alexander Madison in probably like a similar kind of boat, like another um, more veteran backup that could see a lot of time this year, but unlikely to really ever reach superstar status in the NFL. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair counter. And I think Madison maybe is the safest of the bunch just based on Dalvin Cook's track record, um, staying healthy. Um, But just on the running back front too, the other one is like, I, again, a guy I haven't looked at in a while because I bought so much of him like months ago was like just how underappreciated and undervalued Marlon Mack is in the hobby right now, just based on the fact that the Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor. Everybody, I've said it a lot, but like this guy ran for 1,100 yards last year. The Colt, like I could run behind the Colts offensive line right now and get yards. Like I'm like Marlon Mack is super talented they're going to use him. They've already said he's the starter. And it's like, this guy is going to get touches alongside Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's the guy everyone knows from college. So I think it's, there's like, Marlon Mack's not the only example. This happens every year throughout football. There's really good guys just because they draft another guy. It's usually because like Mar- Marlon Mack's in the last year of his contract. So they're trying to protect himself. So you got to think about the business side that the football teams are in before you discount a player and you're not buying them. So I just think there's a lot of opportunities there for people looking at like contract terms and things like that. And then trying to figure out like Marlon Max got a fire under his ass. Like he, he's like, he, he's out to prove something. So I think like Mm -hmm. digging in, finding those opportunities is that's kind of what I'm about when I'm, when I'm, as I'm approaching this contest. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Fantasy people are excited that he's on your roster after the draft. And then like, he's always just, he's always very, very solid. Yeah. Um, That's the last question that I have for you. You get $500 to invest. So we've been doing this for basketball and right out of the gate, we saw a few different types of strategies. And so one of the most interesting, you know, two polarizing sides was we saw a number of people kind of split up that 500 evenly with smaller investments between, you know, $5 $5 and $50 a pop. And we actually saw one person buy a Zion red cracked ice for $500. And so at the time, I thought it was a pretty interesting strategy. I thought, you know, buy the, the red cracked ice, maybe, you know, get rid of it, sell it 
take a hundred dollars profit or whatever it is. And then you're kind of starting with an extra hundred dollars on everybody else ended up completely backfiring. I still think he's got that cracked ice for sale on the site. I think he's now dropped it down to like 350 or $400 to absolutely get. So I'm curious if you've given any thought to kind of what your broader, you know, strategy is going to be um, in terms of how you're going to start things off. So I, I have definitely debated it and I'm not finalized, but I can tell you this thing, this one point that I am more bullish on one player going into this NFL season in the hobby than any other times 20. And that will impact how I operate in this contest. And that player is Kyler Murray. And I know he's the number one hobby hype guy. He's probably the highest transacted guy on Starstock. I don't care because like I have invested so much of my own money. Like this card, this, this Kyler Murray silver prism PSA 10, there's, 86 of these that exist in the 10. I bought it for $2,200. I just looked today, it's $4,100. So like this, Kyler Murray is, this is, wow. this, this is Steph Curry of the NFL. Every kid in America is going to be Kyler Murray playing flag football outside. I believe in DeAndre Hopkins as a sports system. I believe in Cliff Kingsbury who gets him, who's always wanted, he wanted him to go play for him in college. Like, I, I, I just am so bullish on him that no matter what, because I've invested my own personal capital in him. Like I honestly told my wife, it's like, I got to go buy like a Kyler Murray Jersey, even though I'm a huge Colts fan when they're not playing just cause I love this kid so much. So I think like his potential is limitless and I think his cards are going to continue to climb. So that is like the, the debate I have as I go into this is how do I make Kyler Murray like my centerpiece, but also leave room to be able to buy penny stocks that I think are going to elevate in a short period of time. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's kind of the challenge with the $500 entry is I think his, what's his, what's his PSA 10 prison base going for right now? Probably eight, somewhere eight. right around there. I think it's last I looked, the base is like eight fifty, So it's out of play. Yeah. So you would need to go for optic. You'd need to go for PSA nine, or you'd need to go for like a star stock a, and then kind of parlay that with a bunch of other pieces <laughs> around it. I love the dynamics awesome. behind I, it. I can't <laughs> wait. This is, this is great. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, so yeah. How, so how, there's 10 other participants. Are you at liberty to share it? Will those be announced by the time this goes live? Yeah, those will be announced. Um, if this is going live on Friday after opening day, they'll, they'll be announced. So, you know, we got a, a number of people in fantasy sports. So Joe Bryant from Football Guys is one of them. Matt Barry. ESPN, obviously. Small um, name there. You know, we have some, <laughs> just, a, just a small name. If you guys know him, um, <laughs> he'll be participating. We have some great people in sports cards as well. We have Adam from Heroes for Sale, who's going to be participating. We have Tyler, uh, who's part of Card Talk, um, the Vayner, Vayner you know, card team over there. Um, so it's going to be great. We have a bunch of really, really great minds. And so it, it's just going to be really fun for all of us, everybody else, he said, do you guys follow along and, and see what you guys do? I'm sure, you know, I know I'll be, you know, checking on a, on a daily or weekly basis and trying to pick up some of the guys that the experts are picking up, but I, I'm sure everybody else listening to this can enjoy that as well. Don't, yeah. don't mess up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I know. No pressure, right? Well, I am super excited to be a part of it. I will be talking about that regularly on Stacking Slabs. Scott, 
as always, this was a blast. Thanks so much for um, jumping on. We're going to have to get you back on here mid-season to see how things are going. Absolutely. Anytime. Love uh, coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. I'm pumped to be a part of that contest. And did he just say Matthew Barry? Stacking slabs is in a, a sports card battle here with Matthew Barry. I'm coming with it. I'm bringing it. I'm telling you. I'm going to be talking about it a lot, but I'm excited and honored. It's going to be it's such a thrill, and I am gunning for that Mahomes rookie card. You already know if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave that review, follow me across all social channels. Happy NFL weekend. All of our teams can't win, but I hope yours does. Talk to you again real soon.